Hey there, I'm Josiah Bland. And I am Grant Billings, and this is Seeker Start. We are your hosts, and it's almost December. Dude, it's so cool. Dude, Christmas time, bro? Dude, Michael Buble is thawing as oh we speak. Oh my god. <laughs> to be prepared <laughs> for Christmas and Christmas albums. So last last week, we're listening to some of our audio for this, this the podcast we just released. Right, right. I noticed something. I noticed that there was a whole brigade of police officers at one point just streaming down the interstate. Always. We were right off the interstate. And we usually record pretty late at night. So we uh we done something a little special to try to rid ourselves of that type of noise. Grant, where the heck are we at right now, bro? We're sitting in our shared closet. <laughs> That's probably three feet wide, roughly by I don't know. We'll call it five five feet long. We maybe. are. We are. I'm like six seven, six eight. Grant's like six eight, six nine, and we are jam packed. And we are <laughs> into in this here. Closet. I mean, not a lot of space for breathing, but you know what? We're here, and I think it's it's gonna sound pretty good. I hope so. We're we're doing this for you guys, man. Cleveland, this I did this for you. <laughs> you know what else I noticed from last week? Was that? So we talked about um, being discontent, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, I think I know where you're going with this. So we talked about uh, being content or discontent with phones, yeah, yeah. right? And uh, you know what I did yesterday? What did you do, bro? I went and got the new iPhone. But more than that, <laughs> you know who else got a new iPhone? <laughs> Mary Caroline. No. <laughs> we talked about how content she is with the iPhone 6s, and now she's got the iPhone 12. <laughs> Oh my god! You know what? Bro. And she's she's you know what? she's a trooper for keeping a success for that long, though. dude. And on top of that, she had a success with cricket, oh. <laughs> not just any old success. <laughs> oh, but yeah, oh. yeah, we got a phone playing together, dude. That's so exciting. It's getting really real. This whole yeah. getting married thing. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. <laughs> that's so, dude. Oh my god, the irony. So, why is church boring? So we can kind of go back into some of our some of our life. Yeah. We're both raised in the church. Absolutely. What are some experiences that you kind of had that were, that you were like, man, dude, this sucks. This, this is, is so just pitiful. So for me, um, growing up in the church, it became almost like this monotonous thing because when I was growing up in the church, um, I did finger quotes for those of you who can't see me, which is everybody listening to this. I did finger quotes, air quotes, grew up in the church um, in the sense of I was not a believer. So I was forced to go to church. My parents went to church. My parents um, are believers and have been since, uh, since the first time I met them, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they've always been believers and made us, as their children, go to church, which I don't think is wrong. Good parent. Yeah. Let you know, we're, you're going to be in the church. But for me, it's like this, this doesn't mean anything to me because I'm not being entertained, you know. Like, this is boring to me because um, I don't see how this involves me. So, mm. you know, I'd bring in, like, a Game Boy. <laughs> a Game Boy? I'd bring in a Game Boy, and then I got older into my 18, 19, 20-year-old self. You had a phone. I had a phone. Ooh. I'd sit in the back, and I'd be sleeping, or I had a phone. Yeah. So I was keeping myself entertained the whole time. 
right? The evolution of the bored church kid, bro. Dude. From the, the Game Boy to the it, iPhone. It went, it went from, like, the toy, the toy wrestlers to the Game Boy to the phone. Mm. Wow. Dang. That's, That's kind of sad, deep. bro. It is. Like, when it's you really think depressing. about it, it's like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, dude. I'm, I feel like we can relate in a lot of ways oh, in yeah. that area. Yeah, because it was the same thing for you. You grew up in the church, yeah, too. Yeah, I did. Um, my dad was a pastor. Mom was a worship leader. Mm. So, yeah, I was always in. I remember we were in this small church. It was called Bethel Baptist Church. And I would just sprawl out on one of the back pews and no just way. KO, just nap for oh, the whole. Oh, see, you see, your parents weren't sitting close by, so you can get away with that. Yeah, my, my mom and dad, they'd be up Dang. like. You know, having to lead stuff. And so I'd dip yeah, out in the back yeah. row and just KO. Nice. And, I mean, I just didn't understand the point. I didn't right. get it. And like you said, dude, it wasn't fun. Yeah. You know, it was it was monotonous. It was, um, it was. It's the same so thing boring, every bro. Sunday. It's just. And so, and, and it's funny because we talked to a lot of people um, who grew up in the church as well. Yeah. People that you know, people that I know, mm-hmm. or friends and family who have the same exact experience. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, let's let's go ahead and talk about this. Why would the church be boring for someone? Right. I mean, we, we've listed a couple different reasons. Yeah. How we think. Um, and these aren't, in any ways, a comprehensive list. This is just what we kind of thought. Like, hey, this is probably a reason. This is probably a reason. And we hope that this podcast kind of helps you see why um, the church isn't supposed to be looked at for entertainment or a place where it's like oh well that's boring so i'm not into it type of deal right right that's so that's what we kind of hope we we're portraying in this podcast today Mm. so what would be the first reason that we've talked about the major reason why someone would not enjoy church why Mm -hmm. someone would think it was really boring yeah i think the first reason would be that that person isn't a believer they might think that they are um you know we've kind of talked in previous episodes how um, a lot of people will kind of just follow the prayer or, um, you know, kind of say the sinner's prayer. And for, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people will come to know Christ in that way. But that's not the only thing that gets you to Christ is just repeating this prayer. So then, you know, I mean, for me, even use myself as an example again, when I was four or five years old, I, you know, repeated that sinner's prayer. But then as I grew up, still in my mind, I'm like, this is just kind of boring. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to getting my piece of candy from, you know, Miss Shar at the end, you know, that, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, dude, saint, absolute saint. Yeah, um, and, and there's, I mean, so people grow up with that. Yeah. And it's like now, instead of I'm looking forward to going and getting my candy, now I'm just looking forward to going home and watching the Bears game. Exactly. But now I'm looking forward to going home and watching whatever sports game is on. Right. That, that's where I really want to be. My mind's not here. Mm. This whole thing is boring to me. I can't wait to go home and be entertained. Well, right. So so if you're not a believer, then yeah, that's kind of where your focus is at, is that what's 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 taking place after this? You know, you're not paying attention to what's going on right then and there what's happening in front of you you're you're missing the gospel yeah and first corinthians 2 14 talks about this very person so if you're sitting in in church and you're not a christian means that you have not been awakened by the holy spirit which means your eyes are are kind of in a way closed to the whole entire point of church yeah to see christ to see god to to be in joy Mm -hmm. because of what you're seeing the bible says this in first corinthians 2 14 it says the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him. They're, they're dumb. They're foolish. They don't understand. They don't make any sense, and he is not able to understand them because 
these things are spiritually discerned. Right. Which means the person that comes into church who's not saved, none of this makes sense mm-hmm. because the Spirit of God is not helping you to understand it. Right. Right. He has not opened your eyes to this truth, so you can't understand it. So it absolutely makes sense that if you're not a Christian, then you would not enjoy any of this. Yeah. It wouldn't even make sense. Yeah. You're not expected to at that point, you know? Yeah. So the gospel, you know, when if you're not saved, if you don't have eyes to see this truth that you're a sinner, God is so holy, he's so righteous, he's perfect, and you have sinned against him, right? That's that's the bad news. The gospel is the good news. And the good news is that Jesus Christ saved you from that wrath that was to come. Yeah. That's and that's something worth praising. That's worth absolute praise, adoration, joy and being in complete awe of God because of who he is, because of what he's done. Mm-hmm. So the lost person, they don't see that. Yeah. So it's like, okay, what's the point? Right. Um, the next the, the next reason we got, as a Christian, this is going to blow someone's mind right now. Uh-oh. As a Christian, your church could actually be boring at times. What? Yeah. Did you? Yes. It could be wow. boring. That's like the thing, that's something that like no one really wants to say. No. And I think that a lot of people feel that they don't know what that is and they don't know. They think that's sinful, which it could be right. But there's parts of it. That's like, okay, yeah, there's legitimate reason to be worried or be I'm not getting this. I'm not understanding this. Right. Right. So what are some of those reasons that we think that a church could be boring in the biblical sense of the word? I think one of them is that. It can be a gospel-less church, meaning that the gospel simply is not preached at your church. Yeah. So if you're a Christian and the gospel isn't being preached, then there's pretty much no point for you to be even be there at all. Yeah. Because that's the only thing that encourages. Right. That's the only thing that gives us joy in our hearts. Right. right? That good news. Mm-hmm. That's the main point of Christianity. Yeah. The gospel, that's the main point of the Bible. The gospel must be woven into into each sermon to some capacity or another. I think Spurgeon said this, which shocker, we're gonna, you know, toss Dude. a Spurgeon something out there. <laughs> we let, yeah, we might as well just make our podcast logo just Charles Spurgeon's head. <laughs> um, but he said, you know, in a sermon that he reads his sermon text. And then he makes a beeline for the gospel. Yeah. I think that's Spurgeon. Yeah. Who said yeah. something like that. But it's so true. Mm-hmm. You know, because if if a sermon is preached and Christ did not have to die for that sermon to make sense, then you have just heard a motivational speech. Well, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that a lot of churches teach law. And I, I really, because I'm really bad at generalizing. Yeah. I do this a lot, and yes. I really have to stop myself. Like, all churches do. Most churches all do. Church. Every like, church on the continent. <laughs> so, no, I don't want to generalize, but I think there are um, many churches, actually. Yes. There are. Um, that teach a that teach a lot about, here's how you should live your life. Right. Here's how. Here's how. Here's how. And I, week after week after week after week. It's boom, 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 boom. Here's how you live your life. Yeah. And then you realize, and I've realized this many times listening to sermon, like, I can't do that. Like, mm-hmm. I fail at that every day. And yeah. if, if I, if this is what I have to do to be saved, or if this is what I have to do to be, you know, good in the eyes of God, then I'm going to, I'm, there's no way. Yeah. There's no possible way that I can, that I could uphold that standard. I need the gospel. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if the gospel isn't preached at your church, Leave that church. Yes. <laughs> Leave it. Right. The gospel. 
is the most important thing. Yeah. The gospel is it. Yeah. If if they're teaching what's called heresy or false teachings about who God is, um, the Jehovah's Witnesses teach false teaching. So if you're a Jehovah's Witness, if you're a Mormon, there's false teaching happening, right? Right. Um, and in Protestant churches, there can be false teaching that's taught. Yeah. You have to be very cautious about that. Yeah, of course. Um, who is God? Who is Christ? Mm. Right. Like there's a lot of there's some churches that teach that the Trinity isn't three persons, one being, right? They teach that, oh, well, God is just one. I just talked to a girl the other day on my way back from Illinois, Thanksgiving break. I talked to a girl and she said she goes to this church where they teach that they baptize in the name of Jesus, which means that they don't baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit because they don't believe in the Trinity. They believe wow. in modalism, which is that God reveals himself in three different ways, but he's one God. He, he's not... There's not three persons. There's only there's only one at a time type of deal. That's us. Yeah. So if there, if your church is teaching stuff like that, run from that. Yeah. Right? And you have every right as a Christian to sit in that teaching and be absolutely uninterested, bored out of your mind. Yeah. Because nothing is happening in your soul that's right. any of any worth. Yeah. Because the gospel has to has to be heard, has to be known, or for that to happen. So if there's no gospel. And it can't happen. But I think another reason that Christians could be bored in their church is that it's a passionless church. Everyone's just going through the motions. There's no excitement. There's no joy. There's no um, just sense of like, you know, we're here because we want to be here. We want to worship our God. We want to give him praise. We want to sing his praises. It's just a lot of, okay, well, we're here. Now we're going to do this part. We're going to sing a couple songs. We're going to give the sermon. Um... Yeah. So what you're saying you're is what you're saying is the gospel could be there. Yeah. Right? But people aren't excited about it. And in a way, I think what I'm hearing you say is like we're inheriting that boredom, that, that All right. if, passionlessness. Yeah, I'm gonna use a sports analogy because we're both sports guys, but if you have a coach who just doesn't really care, there's no passion, there's no sense of urgency, that's gonna be reciprocated to his players. Mm. So then when they get on the court, they're like he doesn't care. Why should we? Mm. We're just out here playing ball at this one. We're just running up and down. Yeah. 90 feet back and forth, baby. <laughs> you know? So it's like. Conditioning, bro. Yeah. It, it almost becomes the same thing in your church to where if you have um, church leaders who don't have that sense of passion, who show that we want to be here. We want to be here to worship our Savior, the one who has saved our souls from from judgment, from damnation. If, if your leaders aren't showing that then it's going to be really hard for your congregants to get excited about it too. Mm, yeah, that's really good. Um, so I think on the op, there's an, I think there's there is that sense in which your church actually could be boring, right? Mm-hmm. Because of these certain reasons. Sure. And there's actually we're going to get into more of these reasons why they're boring uh, or why you think church is boring um, in a moment. But I think there's another reason or another big point that we have to hit here is that. On the opposite side of that spectrum, that church is boring because of this or this. I think that there's another side of that that says that your church isn't boring at all. It's it's fun. It's it's entertaining. It's it's a good time. The music's great. The pastor's awesome. He's super entertaining. He keeps me engaged the whole entire time. They set up the basketball court on the stage in March. <laughs> Do a sermon series based on Dude, March Madness. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro. So there there is a sense in which you actually might like your church because it's it's fun. Yeah. 
Um, but we're going to, here in a moment, we're going to talk about what the purpose of the church is yeah. and how that's not the point. Yeah. Right? It's not bad to ha- have a good time at church, but it's not the point. Yeah. Entertainment is not the main point. Right. So next point we got, your church isn't boring. Okay. There's, there might be a chance that your church just isn't boring. It just isn't. Maybe, maybe you just have a misunderstanding about what the church is even about. Right. You know, there are times when we go to church and we're looking to get something out of it, we're looking to get something else out of it. We like, we hear what is happening up in the sermon. It's like, okay. Um, but ultimately we're trying to get something out of church that the church should not even be offering from a biblical perspective, mm. like being entertained, like just having a good time, coming to church, having a good time, going home. Right. In our culture, we are so inclined to be entertained at all times. We think something's a waste of time just because it wasn't entertaining. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's kind of the lens on which we view the things in our life that we, we measure worth on something, whether this is, this is entertaining. Is this going to make me happy based on the entertainment value? But yeah, I mean, at the same time, you, uh, you may not mesh well with the style of the pastor. Yeah. Um, I mean, your pastor might be super monotonous. Like, yes. Welcome to church. We're going to open up John chapter five. And you know, like it could be that way. Yeah. Right. No, definitely. And I mean, it could be the preaching style. Yeah, it could be the the monotony of it, the monotoneness, uh, things like that. But, you know, on the other side of that, you may not like the worship. Yeah, you may. It may be, oh, man, dude, they're playing those hymns again. Mm. Gosh, those hymns are so boring. Every time they play them, I just. I need some Bethel, you know. I need some hills. I need a little bit of elevation action up there. Yeah, dude. Where's that? Where's that excitement? Where's the lasers? Where's the fog machine? (laughs) The fog. (laughs) Oh, my God. Hey, honestly, every worship service needs a good fog machine. Honestly. I mean, if you want a genuine worship experience, go get a fog machine. Don't do that, please. Call your local guitar center. They've got one. They actually do have one. I know they do. We have one in our in our apartment. We have one in this closet, actually, right now, as we're doing this. We Dude, can't I even wish. see each other. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, but anyway. So, we don't go to church to be entertained. That's not the main point, right? We don't, we're not just going to church to be entertained. We go to church to be encouraged by what we're seeing of Christ. Mm. That's why. Yes. Like, that's why we're going to church. That's. And, dude, Acts, bro. Acts 20, 19 through 12. This is a really good example of this, right? Of being in a super solid church, but being a little bored. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this but, is the ultimate example. All right, I'll read it. Yeah. Acts 12, 20, 9 through, 9 through 12 in the ESV, it says. And a young man named Eutychus was sitting on a windowsill and sank into a deep sleep as Paul kept on talking. When he was overcome by sleep, he fell down from the third story and was picked up dead. But Paul went down, bent over him, embraced him, and said, Do not be alarmed, because he's alive. After going upstairs, breaking the bread and eating, Paul talked a long time until dawn. (laughs) Then he left. They brought the boy home alive and were greatly comforted. So, I mean, starting from the beginning of this, <laughs> you have Paul teaching, right? So Paul, great teacher. He is he's literally Paul. writing the Bible <laughs> as he's talking. Yeah, like, so he's a good teacher. <laughs> and then this kid falls asleep. <laughs> okay, and, and just to put it like, all right, if you're starting to doze off and you can feel yourself dozing off, I think for me it would be like, mm, maybe I should go. Sit on the floor. <laughs> he fell out of a window. He fell out of a window. From three stories 
something he lived. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, so right there, I mean, like, all jokes aside, perfect example though. Yeah. You might just be bored. He's literally getting a chance to see God from an apostle of Christ. Literally. Like someone that had an, a face-to-face encounter with the risen Lord. He's getting a chance to talk to him. He's getting a chance to hear him talk. And yeah, Paul's going on and on. And and it's, man, it must have took a lot of discipline for those other people to stay up. Well, right. It says, I mean, it says in there, he talked until dawn. But there's a reason why you stay up. But there are times, man, this, this pastor is boring me. But what is he saying? Is mm-hmm. he saying something that's worthy of you staying up? Right. Is he saying something that's just the most amazing thing that will encourage you in your walk with Christ? Yeah. Stay up for that. Push through that boredness, that tiredness, right? Boredness isn't always bad. Sometimes the best things that we can ever do is something that's boring. Mm-hmm. Going to school, mm-hmm. learning about your field of practice, whatever right. it is. Maybe you want to be a doctor. Maybe you want to be a lawyer. Maybe you want to be a pastor. Maybe you want to go and be a welder or whatever it is. There's, there's going to be times. Maybe you want to play basketball. That's, mm-hmm. a fun, that's something that's fun. Me and Grant played in college. I mean, there's times whenever it's boring. Yeah. It's like, dude, I don't want to do this for the millionth time. It's exactly. monotonous. Yeah. It's drudgery. We've ran this play a hundred times. Let's move on to the next one. Yeah. But we're doing it because it's good for us. Right. Right. It's beneficial for us. Yes. We're hearing, maybe we're hearing something, man, I've heard this a hundred times. I've heard the gospel a thousand times. Why do I need to hear it again? You need to hear it again because you're going to forget it tomorrow. You're going to forget it the next day and you're going to go sinning and you're going to think, man, I don't know how I could ever be saved. You're going to... No, that's why we listen to our teachers. That's why we listen to those who are committed to the gospel. Right. Who love the word, who are teaching it with their lives. And so, yeah, there are going to be these things where we can come together and we can disagree. Man, hymns, contemporary worship. Should the pastor be super animated? Should should he be fiery? Should he be calm and collected? And what, what should that look like? Is the gospel being preached? Right. Are the worship songs being overflowing with Christ and what he's done and who and, and who our God is? Mm-hmm. If that is true, then, hey, push through some of that drudgery. That is the place where you want to be. Yeah, There's no better place for you to be than in the house of God, listening to the word taught, hearing it, and being encouraged by it. Yeah, right. Well, then I guess that brings us to the next point then, if, you know, we talked about uh, boring versus not boring and truth being taught versus not being taught, but I guess kind of the overarching umbrella question would be, what is the, what is the purpose of church exactly? Um, and I think the purpose of church is to first gather the saints together to worship, to glorify and to praise him. It is the duty of all men, but it is the joy of the Christian. Yeah. It's the, it is the duty of everyone to worship our God, right? All mankind, because, because they were created, by the creator, hmm. the creator says, worship me. We all say at one point in time, no, I'm not going to do that. Right. Once we come into that relationship with Christ, it's the Christian's joy to yeah. worship, to glorify. That's actually the main purpose of our life. Right. That is the chief end of man, mm-hmm. to, to glorify God, to enjoy him. Yes. Not just here on earth, but forever. Yeah. Um, so we should come into our churches every single Sunday with the mindset that we are about to worship our creator. Yeah. We are about to worship the one who saved us from damnation. Mm-hmm. That was that was something that uh our pastor had mentioned one time that Barry was Gibson. yeah, was was kind of convicting for Josiah and myself was like 
you know, a lot of times we think of Sunday as like, okay, I'm going to go and kind of get recharged. You know, I'm going to go to church, I'm going to get recharged, I'm going to get refilled, you know, which, you know, that's good and fun and everything. But at the same time, we should be preparing our hearts to be going to church on top of that. So, you know, throughout the week and even Sunday before you're going to church, getting your heart prepared and ready to go and worship the Lord. Because you're, it's not just like you're going to just be worshiping something. It's that he's going to be there. Right. Right. He's going to be in that place with you. Mm -hmm. And he is going to encourage you with his spirit there. Yeah. And you don't always feel that, right? Right. Um, I think there's a lot of time, like with the Piper definition of joy, the Holy Spirit instills joy within us as we see. He causes us to see something. He causes us to see Christ in the Word and in the world. So as we're in church, we're seeing Christ. We're being encouraged. We are being refocused. We are refocusing. our. But the most important thing, we are worshiping our God. Mm -hmm. We are worshiping our God. We are worshiping our God, and we are worshiping our God among the saints. With each other. fellow believers, people who believe in the same God who put their faith, their hope, their trust in the same God that you do. You get to spend time among them, worshiping together. And it's just so powerful. It's so encouraging, you know? Yeah, I think, you know, God has greatly blessed us, Christians, with the gift of fellowship. With the gift of being with one another for the very purpose of being encouraged by one another. Yes. Right? He gave us the local church to remind us, to refocus us on what our purpose is in this life, in this creation. Yeah. So Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 in the ESV says, And let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Yeah. So he, we are to encourage one another, to stir each other. I like that. It's like stirring each other up. Yeah. Like, hey, come on, bro. We got to do it. You know, we have to, we have to encourage one another, mm-hmm. not just to enjoy church, but to see the point of church to begin with. Right. Hey, bro, remember why we're here today? Yeah. Hey, hey, Grant. Hey, we're about to worship the Lord. Let's, let's do it together. And that's kind of, that's super cheesy, right? Let's do that. That's super cheesy, bro. Yeah. But at the same time, like... That's that's what we're supposed to be doing, yeah. No, and and not certainly. that cheesy of a way, yes. Yeah. Because Grant would just punch me in the face and be like, "Why did you even say, did you say that, that to me?" That's exactly what I was about to do anyway. Why did you even tell me? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, so what should a biblical local church look like then? We go to church to hear the scriptures taught. Okay. Which the Bible says, for pastors, we were rightly dividing the word of truth. Yeah. We are, we are rightly interpreting where we are caring so much about the truth of the scriptures. Like they're the, the worst thing that a, a biblical pastor could do is, is even accidentally misrepresent who God is. Yeah. Misrepresent the gospel. Yes. That's, that's terrifying to me as, as someone who is preparing to be a pastor mm-hmm. is man, what if I, what if I led people astray? Mm-hmm. What if I, what if I messed this up yeah. somehow? And I led people to believe a false gospel, right? That was something that uh, was taught in the preaching class I took at Boyce College. Um, the preaching professor, uh, Dr. Brian Payne, awesome, 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 awesome guy. But one of the things that he said is that you you do have to be very careful about those things because you are the mouthpiece from God to your congregants. So if you start tossing your opinions in there or your own whatever's in there, you're going the wrong way, buddy. 
<laughs> Listen, buddy. Where are you going the wrong way here, buddy? But why do we teach the Bible? I think Hebrews 4.12 shows this power of this scripture. It says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than, ever, than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we must be under a pastor that preaches the word. Because when we sit under this teaching, the true state of our hearts are exposed because the word of it's the word of God. When we listen to the word, we're sitting under this word. Something's happening inside. The Bible literally exposes our sinfulness. Yeah. It shows us here's here's where you're failing. Here's where you're lacking. Right. And it doesn't leave us without hope. It leaves us with hope that, hey, the Holy Spirit will help you to get victory over these areas of your life. Right. And not to mention... You have been saved by the gospel. Yeah. The gospel is piercing. It is the only thing that saves. Yeah, and I think uh, for for number two, why do we go to church, is is to lift our voices in praise to Christ. Yeah. You know, we are there to to praise him, to magnify him, to to worship his his beauty, his goodness, his, his awesomeness, his power, his justness, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is that a word? Has, yeah. Can we confirm that in Webster? No, it's there. Yeah. We're going by Billings English Dictionary <laughs> tonight, baby. His, his justness, you know, is to just glorify him in, in all in his godness, hmm. you know? But yeah, also, number three, to being sharpened by one another. And we kind of hit on this earlier, to, to stir up in one another. But yeah, to sharpen one another, to, to encourage one another, but also to hold one another accountable. You know, to hold our, our brothers and sisters accountable and, and call one another out in sin in a loving and compassionate way to where it's, you know, it's not a ha-ha, I caught you because you're doing this, that, and the other. I'm a better Christian than you, but it's, hey, I love you. And I want to see you continue growing in your walk with Christ. I'm noticing these sins in your life. Let's talk about it. Yeah, and, and to expect that back in your direction. Yeah. Right, to be open to that. Like, that is so big in the grand scheme of Christianity. Yeah. To be able to take correction, to say, hey, this is, I'm seeing this wrong. Not be, like you said, not because I'm trying, oh, I'm better than you and I'm seeing this area where you're really messing up, but so that we can, we are conforming one another, helping one another to become more and more like Christ. Yeah. Which is ultimately the thing that glorifies God, mm-hmm. which is ultimately the, the main point of our existence to begin yeah. with. So the next point, we want to go to church. We have to go to church to work with one another, to spread the gospel to the nations. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, this is something I learned a lot in my missiology class, which miss, missiology is the study of missions. And we see that God's mission from the beginning to the end is to bring a people to himself. Right. From every tribe, every tongue, every nation to come before him and worship him yes. above all other gods. That is our goal. That is the goal of scripture. That is God's mission. Yeah. And so as Christians, we come into the local church, not to sit there and just get fat off all this stuff we're, t- we're learning, mm-hmm. but to go out and to go into the nations and work this faith out as yeah. well. And not just sit around, but go out, yeah. not being those passionless people, mm-hmm. but going out, telling this, this world that's lost and dying, this gospel, this good news that Christ saves, here's the way to salvation. Right. It's through Jesus Christ alone. Yeah. And whether that's either, you know, being called into missions to where you're going to foreign countries to places where they've never even heard of God. They don't even, they know nothing of God. Or whether that's the community 
surrounding your local church, you know, to yeah. go out and share this gospel because there's people everywhere that yeah. do not know Christ. There are there are places overseas that have never even heard the name right. at all in their life. Yes. Which is absolutely crazy. That and they don't even have a local church anywhere near them in their whole country. There's some countries that don't have a church. Period. And that's crazy. Yeah. That's so wild to think about. And I think just because of our American minds to where, you know, every three blocks you see a church. But yeah, there's there's countries that, that have no churches at all. But yeah, I mean, the fifth one, uh, what is the purpose of church, is to carry one another's burdens. Hmm. You're you going know, through to... cancer, you're going through a divorce, you're going through this, you're going through that, you're dealing with these burdens. Yeah. Man, dude, the church has been huge for me. Yeah. Like, personally. And that's one of the biggest things for me is, like, the whole boring thing, the whole boring aspect of church really started to change in me when I started realizing, man, these people love me. Yeah. And this is, like, actually real. Right. So we have to, we have to be the church. I had a brother that was going through cancer, struggled with that, right? The church was there like mm-hmm. in a major way. I don't know where my family would be without the church. So we're called to be burden carriers. Yeah. Your brother's struggling with whatever it is. Pray for him. Yeah. Not, don't just, first of all, prayer hey, is the biggest hey, I'll thing. Pr- I'll pray for you. Yeah. I'll, I'll say a prayer. Yeah. I'll say a prayer for you. Type then, on Facebook. Yeah. Type on Facebook. I'll pray for you. And S- then, yeah. Sending prayers. Sending prayers and good vibes. Sending hugs. <laughs> just send the good vibes. Don't even say you're sending prayers at that point. Yeah, because they're just vibes and they're pointless and worthless anyways. Whoa, dude. Sorry. Kind of killed the vibe in here, bro. Dang, bro. <laughs> I hate that word so much. Anyway. Um, no, but, but carrying but that, that, that load with someone. Well, yeah, genuinely pulling that person aside and saying, hey, let me pray for you. Like right now, you know, if someone says something to you, this is this is something that I'm, I'm trying to get into the habit of more is when I'm talking to someone on the phone and they're like, hey, you know, this, that, and the other's happening. Uh, if you could just be praying for me with that, I'd appreciate it. You know, I'm trying to get into the habit of saying, hey, before we talk about anything else, can I pray for you right now? Because then it's like you're praying for that person right there, right there. It's there. awkward. It Sometimes. Oh, it always is for me. Every time I've done that, I'm like, dang, it's awkward. Oh, but it's, it. it's, oh, I'm sorry, Grant. Dude, listen, I'm, <laughs> if two, if there's two things I'm great at, it's prayer and humility. And being. So, <laughs> just go ahead and take the back seat on both of those for now. We'll come back to you. No. Um, yeah, it definitely can be awkward. Oh yeah. If it's in person, it's really awkward. Yeah. Um. No, but yeah, there, there is a purpose of church, and it is to remember who Christ is, what Christ has done for sinners, and be encouraged to continue walking in the faith and continue to bring others along with us. You know, I think that church can at times be boring. I think that a lot of times when church is boring, it's because we're not focusing on the truth. Right. What is the point of, be- of us being there? Mm-hmm. The point is that we're seeing something amazing. We're seeing something that... We don't deserve to see yeah. our creator. We're seeing our savior and what he's done for us. So I think remembering that and reminding ourselves of that, when we're in that situation where it's really boring, it's like that that can change your perspective. Yeah. But if you're in a church where you're not getting taught the scriptures, you don't understand what's happening. Right. If you're if you're not a Christian, I understand why you don't like church. It's yeah. boring. It should be because yep. you don't understand anything about it. Right. But I promise you, if you're in a church where the gospel is being preached and you're seeing what's happening, look past all that other stuff. Yeah. Look past the singing. Look past the maybe the monotonous sound of your pastor's voice and see what is being said about the gospel, yeah. about who God is, 
and see the hope that is in that, right? Mm-hmm. See, see the glory of God. And like we've talked in other episodes, enjoying God, enjoying the scriptures. Dude, there's so much joy to be found in God, yeah. in church. As we're being taught the word, as we're being reminded again and again of mm-hmm. who he is. Yeah. Yeah. We need to remember that we're not there to be captivated by some entertainment uh, type worship service, but that we're there to be captivated by the beauty of Christ mm. being preached from the pulpit. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. So, yeah. So that'll conclude our Why is Church Boring episode. Um, remember to check us out on Facebook, Instagram. We have um, new episode every Monday, and uh, we're starting to uh, post a little something, something on Wednesdays Ooh, there. Well, just a little something. something. Also, um, check out steady anchor podcast yeah luke schmelzer good friend of ours mm. um he's he's going through some more i'd say intermediate level stuff he's and it's amazing stuff i just listened to one of his episodes it's, he's going through church history and a lot of different aspects a lot of the different issues that arose during the day he's going through the nicene creeds if you don't know what creeds confessions things like that are and and you don't understand the importance of them Go check out his podcast. It's yeah. it's really he's really really great teacher. He's taught me a lot too. Yeah, oh yeah. So yeah. I'd encourage you to go over there and check out Steady Anchor Podcast. Yeah. Be sure to check out American Sojourners Podcast. On top of that, too, our good friends Nathan and Joseph. They just put out an episode recently. They kind of took a little bit of a hiatus. Both of them are very busy with work. UPS supervisors, mm. big guns, mm. and and, uh, and bad hours. <laughs> and I feel bad for <laughs> yeah, those guys. Overnight. Yeah, but um, but with this break coming uh, with school, they're going to kind of get back to going through uh, the Constitution and looking at it from a biblical perspective. Um, how should we as Christians and Americans view the Constitution? So how to kind of weave through that. So be sure to be on the lookout for that. Um, but yeah, give us a like on Instagram. or fo- Oh no, follow us on Instagram. Yeah, give us a say. like on Facebook. Dude, you sound like a boomer when you said that. Okay. <laughs> I'm about to cook. <laughs> um, oh, we're on Parlor. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. We have a page on Parlor. We're not really on it though. Hey, give us an email, seekerstart at gmail.com. And uh, if you have anything you'd like to to clarify, like us to clarify, if you have any concerns with what we're saying, anything like that, we'd love to talk with you. Also, if you have any suggestions for maybe new podcasts or anything like that, hey, hit us up. We are more than willing to to hear anything from yeah. anyone shoot us an email message us on facebook instagram whatever give us that good old five star rating give, give us the review you know L- leave us a little review on uh, on the apple podcast too we'd love to hear from you so so yeah with that being said thanks a lot guys see you guys